Hello, hello, and welcome to your favorite podcast, Comics and Collectibles in the Crawl Space. As always, I'm your fourth favorite podcasting host, Kevin. I've got Mike and Johnny with me via satellite. Go ahead and say hi, Mike. Hey, everyone. Johnny? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so what do you think i you know I, I i coined that fourth favorite podcaster last week and what do you think of that yeah i like it who are, who are the other three you and johnny oh okay <laughs> joe rogan yeah and then and then yeah, just an, just an open space for anyone's niche <laughs> podcast enjoyment host of other than us okay so anyway, yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. I'm going to find a way yeah. to uh, uh, say it regularly, but maybe work it in a little bit easier. But anyway, rather than trying to force it. But anyway, um, see so how you guys doing? I'm great. Yep. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad to be back. Missed last week. Oh, yeah. Uh, how you feeling? You feeling you feeling 100 percent, Mike, or what? I'm 95 percent. I actually have a cough drop right now. To, uh, I just have a intermittent cough every once in a while. But, okay. uh, not, no, no, that's unacceptable. We've already gone over those. All right, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, as I was listening to last week's podcast, there were so many times that I wanted to chime in. <laughs> it made me miss it even more. <laughs> oh, yeah. And if Mike or if uh, Johnny took notes, then we could rehash it right now, actually. But yeah. yeah. Hey, Johnny, don't forget to take notes this week. Oh, I think my I text thought, just yeah. came through. Okay. Yeah, it just went through. Oh, hi, Mama. Hello. Hi, guys. Hello. We're on the air. I know. I don't want to interrupt. I'm sorry. What? You, you already did? Yeah. I'm leaving. I'm saying goodbye. Oh, okay. All right. Love you. Oh. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> All right. Bye. I love you. Ayla's not coming. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry for the interrupt, guys. That's all right. Um, okay. So, anyway... Uh, I think you wanted to talk about uh, crowdfunding books, John. Okay, yeah, we can talk about that first. Okay. I, 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 uh, do you have opinions on them? Like, what, what, have, you, have you delved into that, that world? I have, just recently, actually, for the first time. Um, but, but as usual, I can't remember anything. Mike, we did it, to, we did it together. It was the one you referred to me. Um, yes. What, what's that one? What's that? <laughs> I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I get updates all the time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but now that I'm on the spot, I can't remember what it is. I will. Uh, I'll circle around on that one. I, I, I'm looking it up now. Was it Pit? Are you gonna get Pit? No. Is that a thing yet? Uh-uh. No, it's not Pit. I don't know. Uh, I didn't know there was uh, Sam Kite doing a crowdfunding thing for Pit. That would be a Dale Keown. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Max is, uh... Yeah. Yeah, Dale Keown, like, joined Comet Skate or whatever. Oh, okay. So you're saying that there is something happening, or... Or you were just... I think so, yeah. He's doing Comet Skate. I'm pretty sure he's going to be doing a pit thing. I don't know if the, if, the, if the thing is up yet or not, but I just know you're into, like, old image stuff, so... Yeah, yeah. I thought that might be kind of up your alley. 
Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. You know, I'm uh, I'm not very well versed in you know crowdfunding and uh, Kickstarter and all that anyway. Although I've done a couple now, I'm actually having problems with one of the Kickstarters. It's the Come On, um, you know, the Marvel United. I you know I got the it's a, it's a it's a tabletop superhero miniatures board game. Well, it's, and actually, you don't actually need a board. I do have a board for mine though, but uh, it's actually a play mat that looks like a board. But um, anyway, that was a Kickstarter, and I participated in supporting the X Men and the Tales of Asgard expansions and i've got the x-men but tales of asgard is nowhere to be found and i tried to reach out to a couple people to see what was up and and i i guess i keep reaching out to the wrong people they're like oh you need to actually talk to the creator or whatever but when i was like <clears throat> I tried to look into it further i didn't put a whole lot of effort into it honestly but because i'm just hoping because these things take a long time you know so i don't know whether i'm just being impatient or whether i'm possibly getting the shaft you know what i mean so i don't exactly understand how and it's the same thing with this comic book we're back in mike i mean it's like when am i expecting to get this someday and and what happens if i don't and is it possible that i might just get the shaft and that's part of the deal here and how do you, do you know how either one of you know how any of that kind of works specifically yeah it, it within the different um thing that you're backing It'll, it'll, they'll give you timelines and updates. Like the one that you and I are, are backing, I get up, email updates all the time on, on where he is. Like he'll share uh, finished pages. Right. Um, he's up to the point where he's, he's not sharing any more future pages because he's shared, I think, the first eight. Um, but he doesn't want to share any more to spoil the, the story. And he shared a few of the. Uh, um, I, I can't even remember the things. The things that were unlocked. <laughs> yeah, they unlocked some things. Like some trading cards and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so he shared a few of those. I'm trying to look it up right now. Um, but anyway, you, so, so with all these, you can just get you can just get the shaft, right? You, you can just kind yes, of... Yes, absolutely. There are, yeah, there are some terrible stories out there where creators got fully backed and they just never came through even three four years later on some stuff i um, think they're trying to go through uh sort of you know stop that but i don't i don't know how lucky they're going to be in doing that you know i've heard like uh, indiegogo sort of trying to put some things into motion that make it so that that won't happen but i don't know that there's a guaranteed way to do that i don't know yeah i'm not sure um okay i've got it I, I pulled up the one that we are backing is uh wraith of god graphic novel right right yes it's okay erica yeah. presti oh i remember hearing about that yeah yeah and this is one um it's you know it looks like a werewolf story yeah. set in the uh in the cowboy West. times yeah yeah yeah, so um, it looks like April 2022 is when this this one's due. Now that sounds a little bit like a horror book. Yeah. <laughs> a 
It does. You know, you know, you guys, you guys do this to me regularly. I've, I've been thinking, of, <laughs> I've been thinking about this actually since I've been looking, you know, since I've been sorting my collection pretty adamantly lately. Um, yeah, I've got a whole bunch of horror books and, and yeah, when I look at them, I'm like, what the heck am I doing with this? So this, so this is the phases. So you guys will mention, which is exactly what happened with this crowdfunding book with, cause Mike told me about it. And then I looked at it, it looks cool. And then there's another story with it as well. And then, then I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. And then what happens is then like years later, then I'll look at my collection. I'm like, what am I doing with this? Perfect example right now, Johnny, we're dealing with this right now is, uh, what is that? Tales of mystery or what is that rabbit book? Mike, the, the horror book that Johnny convinced me to get. And I can't even remember why now I convinced you to get oh. a rabbit book. No, it, it was, I think it was a, a, an issue of Unexpected from DC. Right, Unexpected, yeah, yeah. Unexplained. I, I told you to get it? Well, you got it years ago, and you shared it with us, and we're like, oh, that looks great. I think it's Unexplained. It's an issue about Unexplained. Yeah. Me. And uh, it has a cool cover. Yeah. So I jumped on it, and I bought a copy, and Kevin jumped on it, and he bought a copy. Yeah, but now it's a part of the Excel collection because I was looking at it, I was looking at it a couple weeks ago and I was like, yeah, I shouldn't. This why do I have this? this is dumb. And I and I put it in the Excel. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, man, I can't. It, do you remember yeah, why he was he was sharing that and what prompted us to want to get it, Mike? Do you remember? I don't recall on why he, he why he bought it. Um, I think it was, I mean, it's one of those books that I think he just liked the cover art and it was a good deal and he shared it and we, we felt the same way. It was like, oh man, that was really cool. I'll, I'll find out the, the Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah. yeah, anyway, so, and then I've got, you know, a ton of Walking Dead and, and they're in the Acceler collection now too. Cause I'm like, you know, Mike. And again, I you don't resent you guys for this, but for you know, I'm obviously influenced, and and I think this isn't totally like Mike's fault or anything. Obviously, I love the show a lot, so that influenced me to get the book too. But yeah, now all my Walking Dead's, I'm like, yeah, that's totally a part of the Exceller collection. I don't want these, and there's just a bunch of these examples that have come up that every time I come across the horror book, it, it it's it's because it of some outside source. Value. Huh? It doesn't, and, and then it doesn't hold like sentimental value for you, like. Yeah, like no value at all. <laughs> yeah, because I don't even like horror books, so, horror comics. So now you're, now you're crowdfunding one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the good thing is with each of these horror books, there's a great story behind why you have it. Yeah. So that, there's the fun. Right, right. I remember another one, uh, and I think this was you, Johnny, and I think this was both of you, actually. Remember Nom Wolf? Yes. Yeah, I have like I, three of those, and I was like, <laughs> okay, those are in the Acceler collection. <laughs> yeah, I have one of those, I think. Yeah. I was into the one, one of the horror books that I was, I was really into. That was that uh, Moonshine. Yeah, I got lost on that. I kept trying to... Oh, yeah, I think I have the first one of that, too, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It may have just been. I wasn't in the mood to read at the time, or forced myself. I, I couldn't follow the book. I was getting lost, so I just stopped. Uh -huh. I think it is originally started as like a miniseries, and then it it just continued. And uh, I didn't know 
this is a problem for me with a lot of just independent things is I don't know what their schedule is, if it's just gonna stop, and sometimes they just suddenly stop and you don't know like why. Because yeah. the creators will just abandon <laughs> you know, it's like I don't and then it'll come back like Saga and just comes back like five years later and I, you know. Yeah, it does seem odd. Yeah. That's that, that, that's really odd to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times they'll They'll come up with an idea and they'll plan six issues, four or six issues, um, so they have an out if it doesn't sell the yeah. way they hope. But then if it takes off, then they they change that issue five or six and expand it to allow for an ongoing. Oh, that's fine. I I think that's cool to do, but I just it's sort of, sort of the the lack of a schedule on these things like. I don't have to worry about if I collect Amazing Spider-Man, whether or not Spider-Man is going to be out the next month. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it's the problem with the, the it, you know, the creator-owned stuff that they just do it sort of as they wish, and then uh, they, you know, get sidetracked by something else and start going into something else, and then go back to it and take time off. And that's why I, I said that pit thing, and I thought maybe that was the thing you were going to do. And I was like, you know, these these crowdfunding things, like I've just never touched them because. I think a lot of the stuff looks cool, and I would buy it if it was in front of me. But I'm not waiting two years for something. To right. Come to me. Right. I just stop spending <clears throat> the money now for something in two years, and then, and then like uh, with somebody like Dale Keown, like I love his art, but I remember how long it took him to put Pit out when it was coming out as supposedly a monthly book. <laughs> right. 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 I, I, I don't have any faith. That he would actually like. That I'm gonna get that thing in my lifetime. Yeah. You know, and it, that's that's sort of the. I, and then I don't understand uh, the the guys who are do. I, I get it if it's your first project or if you know because you have to you have to be able to pay your bills and you have to be able to pay for the printing and, and all this stuff. But I really don't understand why. You know, somebody like an Ethan Van Skyver who's made a gajillion dollars on, you know, one one book already, couldn't do the next book before putting it out as a thing. Like, just have it done, and then advertise. You know, like, yeah. I don't think he's going to have to worry about not getting his goals for Cyberfrog. Like, it's doing well. Yeah. You know, do it, and then and then put it up for sale, so that I don't have to wait years for it right yeah well they do that too don't they because that's that's another thing Some like of with, them too. yeah with this marvel united i was talking about too again i was backing the expansions but and, and this is another reason i'm confused about sometimes <clears throat> because literally i had the original marvel united game and yeah and i bought it i, I bought it at a game store and then there's the marvel united uh there's just a bunch of figures it's not actually the game it's just a bunch of basically pieces to add to the original game and and i was able to get that on ebay but then i was also still able to back it on kickstarter i'm like totally confused i'm like why am i backing something that already exists that i can buy something right now and then if i can you know that if i can buy it right now and it exists you know well you know vice versa you know basically I'm, i'm confused as to why that's even a thing like you said you know why not just get the backing and then when once you've got the backing you're looking for to make it happen, then stop with backing and just once it's made, then then put it out for sale. You know, kind of normal way, whatever. You know. 
Well, I get that, you know, the backing thing is like uh, sort of how many copies they need to order of the thing or whatever from mm-hmm. printers. Yeah, but like I, I don't understand like why I would back it before they have the pages all, all drawn. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, so you're like talking about it, it should be looked at more like a pre-order then. Like once it's all yes, made yes, and you just yes, need the yes. backing to, to get a bunch of them basically to sell it. Then yeah, you put out pre-orders. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, exactly. Like, like you know, before <clears> they put, uh, you know, whatever, you know, Hulk number 20 in, in the previews, you know, and they, and they put out the solicitation for it. And then that, it, it's already made. Right. You know, it's already it's already there. It, they just have to know how many to print it, and they base how many to print it off of how many are ordered. Mm-hmm. Just I, I don't understand why crowdfunding wouldn't operate like that. Again, for creators that have already had success in it, so that because I, I get it, if you're like just an indie creator and, and you're not big or famous or don't know even if if it's going to be worth you putting the the year or whatever into drawing the thing up, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I get why you would uh, <clears throat> need the money to survive on before you even start, you know, pen to paper. But the ones that have, you know, already had success in it, you would think that they would have enough of a sort of a nest egg or, you know, money stashed away that they could live off of for a while. Right. While right. they make the next thing before they put it up for sale. Right, right. Yeah, and I, again, I know I know there are people that I think Perch did it like that. Like he he did his crowdfunding and it like it was going out like right away. I, you know, I just I, it it bothers me when, when I see these people make videos or whatever and they're talking about the same, you know, back this thing or here's here's where we are in this thing. It's like you've been talking about the same things for years. Yeah. Like who? I, why would I want to give you money for something that I'm going to get? Years from now, I might have totally different interests by then. I'm right. very fickle. Right. Mike, what do you think of that? Um, I can see where Johnny's coming from. <clears throat> right. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't back that many things. I think this might be my third or fourth thing total. Um, but I'm with, I'm with you, Johnny, on the, the, some things I just want it now. It's like, I don't want to wait all that time. Um, and other things I just, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's like I changed my mind. Well, I guess oh, I guess in, in, for the two examples that I've listed that I've done this, I kind of look at it like a donation, you know, like you know, I definitely want them, and and you know, I, I assumed with the Marvel United I would definitely get it since it's already a thing, but like this other book, I'm like donating to this person and maybe never even getting it or when I do get it if I care about it or not is irrelevant I looked at it as a donation from the beginning too I guess that's the only time that I would do it and that's why I did it you know so you know you know yeah I just I'm just not into like I I don't understand that's another thing that like you know some creators who are down on their luck or whatever you know aren't getting work and then asking for donations to like pay their bills and I'm just like get a regular job I don't understand this right yeah that's true I, like they're able-bodied people I, I don't understand that the, like I have a little bit of fame so I should just be able to live off that fame yeah mm-hmm. yeah actually that's why yeah, I stopped following a, um, uh, a youtuber that was a magic the gathering guy because 
it was just like what you just said, Johnny. He was apparently he wasn't making the money he needed for his life through doing YouTube. So then he kind of used it as a, uh, you know how once a year, like radio stations and everything will have the telethons or whatever, you know, um, this guy would like once a year, I think, I think I saw him do it twice. I don't know whether it was a regular thing for him, but he, uh, yeah, he just got on. And since he had like a hundred thousand viewers or, or I don't, it might've been more than, that, I don't exactly know, but, uh, he's pretty popular. And he was like, Can, I, if you could just send me a dollar, that'd be, if I could just get a dollar, from every oh, viewer, yeah. you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, un- unsubscribe, you know? So, you know, just cause yeah, it's, it, that's, that's the way I kind of looked at it too. It's like, you're basically begging at that point, just get a job, be, be like me, you know? And if you can't, you know, if you can't live off of what you get from it, then you have to do what you're doing part time. You know, I mean, obviously look how famous we are with this podcast already, but I'm not begging the listeners for money. I was yeah. just about to, I was just thinking, you know, <laughs> you might be sticking your foot in your mouth right now. I think that our viewers should send us a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> so basically the three of us are just going to trade dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I did want to give you an update on that. I, I, I kind of did Mike already. I don't think I did uh, with you yet, John, but uh, we've got 18 Look at that. Individual, uh, individual viewer, you know, like basically we've got like 500 and some view, or listens or whatever, but we've got 18 different listeners. Did you say we have 500 listens? Yeah. What does that mean? Like somebody's listening to it like a hundred times? No, well, we've got, this is episode 17, so we've got 16 to begin with. Oh, oh total, total. I yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, no, total. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm like, who who's dedicated enough that they want to hear us? <laughs> I listen to us all the time. Actually, I enjoy it a lot. You know. like, this is my favorite episode. I'm just going to keep listening to it over and over. <laughs> uh, I keep going back to "They're All in Chaos," the the one we did in Butler. I, I keep going back <laughs> to that one and listening to segments on it. <laughs> and I think well, people... thanks, thanks, Mike. I think people are sleeping on uh, Mike's advice about listening to it at half speed as well. Um, when Mike, I don't know whether you, you remember that Johnny Mike shared, uh, you should listen to this at half speed. Did you see? Did you see that post? I didn't. I, I saw it, but I didn't try it. Try it. Oh my god! So <laughs> I lost it. Like I literally crying by myself, falling, rolling on the floor. Like maybe not on the floor, but literally like having uncontrollable tears run out of my eyes. I cried or was uh, laughing so hard. I called Jesse and I was like, baby, you need to just listen to this. And literally we listened to a full episode. (laughs) It is so hilarious. And then Mike, I did want to tell you too. We also tried one and a half speed. And, and it's equally funny and different for, and obviously in different ways. It's still hilarious, but just different. Because like it sounds like really low and slow. Like, <laughs> yeah, we sound like we're in the foreman's basement. Yeah, it sounds like we're drunk or stoned or something. It's so hilarious. Oh, I say okay. And that's what makes yeah. it so funny too. It, it it doesn't distort your voice like you just said, John. It just makes you talk slowly. But it's I don't know how it does it actually because like even on double speed, you know, if you play double speed, it would you'd think you'd sound like the chipmunks or whatever, you know. But you don't, yeah. you sound normal, 
but you're just talking really fast. That's it's yeah. so. That's why it's I'm so funny. I'm listening to YouTubers thinking I could get more YouTube in if I listen to them on double speed, but I'm too. My brain is too slow to uh, <laughs> understand what the heck they're talking oh, about yeah. when they're talking super fast. Yeah. 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 Try half speed. But half okay. speed's hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I almost crashed my car. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> oh my god, we literally <laughs> had we had like hangovers after we were done watching or listening to it because we were laughing so hard it was giving us headaches. It was it was so funny. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, kind of got sidetracked there. Um, you know, th- talking about this crowdfunding and all these issues and everything just kind of gave me a new thought that I was thinking about recently. Um, you know, do you think it's harder to pump out the art in a month or the story in a month? So like the art. a regular title, the art. The art. You the think? art. Yeah, it's not even close. I, I, I. I disagree that it's not close. I'm still on the fence of which one, but the reason I'm on the fence is because, you know, we complain about writing all the time, you know, and, and I'm, I'm a big uh, believer in, you know, obviously I'll fall in love with a book because of art and an artist, obviously, but, uh, but if the story sucks, the art could be perfect and I'm not going to continue to buy it, you know? So come you know, imagine coming up with, the, it's like a, the big titles we're talking amazing or detective or these keep coming up with these kind of original interesting compelling that people would want to continue to follow and re-enjoy or, or enjoy and stuff like that you know what i'm saying that's why i think it's uh you know arguable well, you know well the, the the process of getting the idea on paper if you have a great idea as a writer mm-hmm. it, it, it you can get you know, a page written or typed out in a matter of minutes. You I know, know but how, say ten minutes. Yeah, I know, but you have to have the to idea. Draw that page. But you have to have the idea, though. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm yeah, saying. Those guys, a lot of those guys have those. Yeah, a lot of those guys have to have that stuff outlined for years in advance. You could never do that as an artist. You still like, have to do a page a day is like really, really hard for most people at, in art. No, I totally, I totally, I totally agree. I'm not, I'm not diminishing how hard it is to do, do the art. It's amazing. It's, it's ridiculous. I can't, again, it's so tough. I understand that completely. But what I'm saying is I think you guys are diminishing how hard it is to write a good, compelling, new, fresh, interesting story that people will enjoy. That's all I'm saying. So I'm not diminishing the art at all. I'm, I totally agree with you. It's amazing, and I can understand how extremely difficult that would be. I'm just saying I think the writing could be the same way. I mean, I just think you're thinking... And honestly, you know what brought this to my head was this episode. Okay, we're 17... This is our 17th episode, right? And, you know, 15, 20 minutes ago, or whatever, when we were first talking about it, we're like, okay, what are we going to talk about today? And then we're like brainstorming as to what we're going to talk about with a podcast episode. Just us chilling where unfortunately we we literally don't, you know, spoiler, we literally don't have millions of listeners yet. <laughs> but but I'm just saying and, and and I was thinking about before I actually called you guys, I was like, man, I forgot to like like you were saying, Mike, I forgot to, you know, really kind of brainstorm some ideas for the show today. So then I was, you know, then I, then I was reading a comic and, and, uh, I was like, you know what, 
just kind of likening the things together, but obviously it's an extremely different world, but that's, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, how do they come up with, how did years and years and decades and decades of, right. I, I think you guys are just uh, underestimating how difficult it can be to write a compelling quality, interesting story that people will like. That's, that's just the ideas is what's tough. Obviously not the writing or getting it printed. It's the, it's coming up with the ideas, you know? Like Johnny touched on it. He said a lot of these guys have things in their heads for years. You know, they'll, they'll outline stuff and and stick it in a drawer and then come back to it later. Things like that. So, so you think it's easy? Into, I think whenever they bring it out and they say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this idea to page. I think, I think that process is pretty fast. Yeah, you know, I agree with count you. Count in the time from whenever they first got the small idea and had to create that whole world. Yeah, that, that could take years of thinking and stuff like that. But, you know, once yeah, the yeah, idea on the page, it's easier, it's faster to get it from their head onto the page. than Obviously. the artist has to come in and they have to visualize it. But and once a writer writes it, the, the artist or the artist is, and again, I'm not saying that the art isn't hard. I totally agree with that. But I'm just yeah. saying, but but once the writer writes what's happening, the artist is just, you know, putting it down on paper, what it looks like. Not saying it's not hard. I'm just saying there's, it's kind of, as long as you're a good artist, a writer tells you what the idea is. And obviously there's some artists slash writers that are, do this, do both jobs. So it's even tougher. You know, but a writer gives you the idea, this is what's going to happen in this panel. Then even though it's extremely difficult, it's, let it's, me, it's already, let me say this, Kevin. Okay. The, 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 like, think about it in, in terms of like a movie, right? Uh -huh. The writer is the screenplay writer. Okay. Yeah. They write the screenplay. Right. The artist is the casting director. Of course. They're, they're all the actors. They're hey, the, hey, 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 keep that thought. Hold on. We got to take a break. Sorry, Mike. Or sorry, Johnny. Hold on, hold on a sec. Speaking of math, were we talking about math? I wasn't talking about math. I didn't say anything about math. Did you say anything about math? Well, this one time in algebra. Our podcasts have fewer listeners than we have immediate family members. All five of us combined. So, do the math, spread the word. Were we talking about math? for you all right we're back <laughs> that was a great commercial yeah yeah it was it was awesome they just keep getting better and better but anyway um johnny what were you saying i'm sorry i interrupted you think of it this way you said uh oh the, yeah. yeah the casting they're the casting director they're the the set designs they're the wardrobe design they have like they have they're the director they have so many other jobs um where the writer is just the writer like that's just, I'm, and I'm not putting anything past it, but like, for instance, I heard your boy Zach the other day say that he has something like 40 something stories in a drawer right now, like different projects, like 40 something, like no artist does that or could do that. They, they work, they work to deadline all the time. Yeah. yeah. I've heard writers actually even say that it's easier for them to write than it is for the artist. I, there, there's writers that have like you know seven projects going at once like good luck with that doing it as an artist yeah yeah jeff lemire's always got yeah i mean jeff lemire is like he can have seven different things going and then he's got seven different artists doing yeah you know, yeah different projects 
Okay. All right. Well, there's, also, there's also no, uh, there's no more, uh, you know, John Basemas out there that can just draw seven pages in a day. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think that is? Why do I think that? Why do I think that artists can't draw seven pages in a day anymore? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're just. They, it's well. It's different style too. I know a lot of the stuff he would have been doing was rough, but like I, I think that the the artists today. Um, you know, it's a, just a different breed. I don't know. Well, you know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think they, I don't think they have certain skills that old artists did, but I think they have other skills that old artists didn't. I, I, I agree with that. Well, I was going to say it's kind of ironic because it seems like most of the art you see, especially on big things, you know, art is digital anyway, right? I mean, it's it's done on a screen as opposed to on paper you know so it's it seems like it should be able to be quicker right i mean no uh i mean i, I think it's easier to fix run fix mistakes that way um yeah i don't necessarily think it's quicker yeah still seems like it should be possible if they used to do it though but anyway so yeah okay so the on the artist uh, writer thing, I, uh, again, I'm not diminishing how tough it is to be an artist. Uh, you know, I can't even fathom, you know, doing a great picture that I see on every page in a month, let alone, you know, you know, maybe my lifetime for that matter, but you know, um, I'm just saying, I think, I think writing and, and you're saying everybody, which I'm kind of the same. I consider myself an idea guy and, uh, you know, I have a lot of ideas all the time, <clears throat> but I think maybe, I don't know, once you have the idea, having an idea and a project is one thing because I actually, so, so just to use me as a specific example. And again, I, I know this, we're not talking about anything remotely close to on the same scale or skill or gifts of writing that uh, and education and all these things that other people have, but just using me as an example, I've had an Exceller idea and I've actually scratched down a rough draft of it on paper. And then it's the process of actually writing it and making sure it's you know, good to read and all the, all the things that go along with writing. Like when someone puts out a book, you know, and again, I'm not saying it's, it's harder. I'm just saying it's, that's why I think it's close, but I could be completely wrong. You know, I, I guess. A lot of times with the Marvel method too, I, you know, particularly back in the old days, I, you know, like a lot of times those scripts were like half a page, sometimes a sentence and then tell the artist to just go. And so they're really writing the thing too. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Okay. They look at old. I mean, I think there are examples of old Stanley scripts that were just a couple sentences. And then he put the words in the mouth, you know, after the art's done. Oh, really? But, but yeah, but coming up with this stuff in the first place to like, okay, well, I have this is the the general idea of the story. You have to figure out the artist has to figure out how to pace it. They have to figure out again, like the character designs in the first place. Like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, make a character called the Scorpion. Go, and then. <laughs> That's all they get, you know. And then they'll get a story like, okay, this story, Bane's gonna break Batman's back. That'll be awesome. Go, right, like that. The Marvel method uses Marvel characters. Well, 
<laughs> no, I. It's hard for me to say with that. I'm sure that was, uh, you know. I'm just giving a hypothetical. I'm just giving a hypothetical yeah. that I'm tracking with you. That basically they would just get yeah, a real. Yeah. You're you're saying they would just get a real rough story idea, and then the artist would do ha- more more of the work than just the art as well. Basically, is all you're saying. Yeah. 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 But then, sort of the DC method at the time was they would. The, the the writer would say panel for panel a lot of times like what the actual panel one this panel two this yeah the yeah. whole story would yeah. be plotted out like that but like in in the Marvel method it was just a really rough here's what the story is and then the the artist had a lot more decisions to make yeah, yeah. okay so yeah okay you you guys have swayed me yeah it's it's a lot harder for the artists okay I guess we agree on that yeah. <laughs> I, d- I guess I'm just, you know, focused. I'm, I, like I said, I consider myself an idea guy. That's why I'm focused on that, how that's tough to kind of go from brain. I'm not saying it's not hard to just come up with the initial idea, but typically that's there already when they get the assignment in the first place. Yeah. yeah. And before we jump to the next thing, I have that book. It was an unexpected 202. Johnny has a big it- rabbit hiding behind a tree and three little kids playing or picking up like that. Oh, I do remember that, yeah. With a lot of Easter eggs, and it says, "What comes hopping down the bunny trail?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you are you are you looking at the actual original post, Mike? No, I'm just looking at. Uh, I think I just liked it. I don't even think I bought that. I there was, it, yeah, there was some kind of heavy influence. I can't remember why. You should try to do that next, Mike. You know, find the original post conversation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> it may have been like, oh, look how cool this is. I, I, I want this. And then we're all like, well, I want it now, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It could be as simple as that, but I don't, I'm just remembering, I think there was something to it. I can't remember. But anyway. I'll find it. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, Mike, what was your idea that you had before we started? You want to talk about? Um, oh, Cora. Yeah, I can. I can have Cora. Does she want to do that today? She asked about it, and I said, I don't know how prepared we are, and she said, but you promised. I said, okay, so. Okay, and a lot. The know. pressure will so, be on her. Yeah. I know. That's uh, that's where it's going to come. I don't have I, you know questions more. Okay. Well, if you want to talk to her about that, we can talk about what I was was that, what I was mentioning prior as well. Okay. Um, yeah, go ahead. Start. Let me go grab her real quick. Okay. Right. So, uh, you know, we we touched a little bit last week on the stigmas of comic collectors, and you know, not only the hobby in general, but then also the personas that people envision of comic collectors so i wanted to kind of take that a little bit further with something that came up to me this week just about my relationship with my wife and collecting and i'm pretty uh um you know actively pursuing trying to get her involved in some way whether it be buying her the types of comics you know obviously with her being on the podcast People have more of a ideas to where I am with my relationship. Um, uh, but Johnny, how, how do you deal or is that even anything that's kind of involved in your relationship or what's our, what do you think? What, what do you got with that? I 
can I say something about the last week's topic first? Yes. I, I sort of, like, remember when you were asking me, like, to describe some of the stereotypes about comic book collectors? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I sort of, I, I sort of, I probably didn't even answer that because I, I don't want to, like, diminish anybody who is any of those stereotypes. Yeah, you, you actually I, mentioned that, though. You said that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I just, I, I just want to put that out there again because, like, I think that this hobby should be a little bit of a sort of, you know, to, to use the common term or the current term, like a safe space for people. Yeah. And and it, it, it saddens me that, like, from within within the own, you know, our own safe space, we, we have to uh, put up with sort of picking on each other about those things that we didn't used to have to. Yeah. Put up with, I guess. You know, like, it used to come from the outside, and again, it's now coming from the inside, and it's, that's a sad thing to me. That's true. That, that's, yeah. It's like, this used to be a place for the, you know, sort of more introverted people or whatever to just have their little thing. And, and uh, now they're attacked what, from people. Now they're are, attacked yeah. from within, yeah. within the whole thing. Yeah, yeah that was why your, your, your biggest point of bringing it up as to why you think it's worse. Yeah. 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 So, so as far as like outside people, like if, am I trying to share my interest in, in the hobby with them? Is that what you're asking? For? Well, I, well, I'm talking more specifically with your relationship with, with your significant other, with your fiance, Kirsty. So what's y'all's relationship like with, uh, with that? Is, do you try to get something to actively involve her? Do you talk to her about it at all? A, a little bit of both? Or do you do nothing at all? It's a completely separate world that she's aware of, of course, but you don't even talk to her about it? Or how is that with her? Uh, it's very little. Yeah. Very little. It's mostly completely separate. Yeah. I, I sort of, yeah, with relationships and stuff, I... I've, I've just decided to sort of, I, I used to try to more, I guess, with relationships and get people interested in it. Yeah. I, I, I don't have any interest in getting people interested in it if they're not already interested in it anymore. Well, you know, my interest is not actually, obviously, to get, to try to sway Jesse into doing it or not, or, or even my kids, but I'm just so open and passionate about everything I do that it's just always a topic of conversation and thank God they're, uh, you know, they're, they're open to hear me at least, you know, and, and I'm sure Kirsty is as well. You just choose to do it a little bit different than, than I do. And then I think obviously I do have the influence on, especially the kids. And then I pretty much when I try to get Jesse into it, quote unquote, um, it's kind of tongue in cheek though. You know, it's like, I, I know I'm beating my head against the wall, you know, but Hey, check this book out, baby. You know, that kind of thing. Look how cool this is. You know, and I went through the gambit with Stephen King comics. I still have a bunch of speaking of horrors. I've got a lot of Stephen Kings in my collection, which I'm not going to part way with those. Cause the only reason I have those is because I bought those for Jesse. Cause her favorite author, is Stephen King. So I'm like, okay. Oh, Hey, your favorite author, Stephen King. I got some Stephen King comics, you know? But uh, I accidentally bought one issue of the stand from a dollar book, dollar bin one time that I didn't know got mixed in with my stack. Uh huh. So that's my Stephen King collection. That Batman 400. Hey, yeah. here you are. Sorry. All right, I'm back, boys. He, he did. Uh, hi, Mike. He did the he did the forward in Batman 400. Kevin. Yeah, Stephen King did the Batman or did the 400? Is that the right? Forward to it. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Didn't know that. He also, 
he also wrote, I think, the three pages in Heroes for Hope. He did the Bernie Wright. Yeah, movie. he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that too. Is that right? Huh. Yeah. That's right. Bernie Wrightson was it? Bernie Wrightson through those pages. Yeah. 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 And his son does a lot of comic book stuff, right? Yeah, what's what does he do? He yeah, because the show. What's that show that's on now? That's based on uh, Joe Hill. Or... Well, he did Nosferatu. Oh no 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 yeah 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 yeah. What's that but show? Out. Yeah, yeah, lock and key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah that turned out. So good. Yeah. That turned out what, Johnny? I, I, I thought, did, did he say the sixth season? Is there six seasons? Of lock and key? Yeah. No, it's in the second season. Oh, second season. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it got canceled. I thought it turned out canceled. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Have you watched it? Yeah. I, I don't think I watched, like, part of an episode. It's not bad. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's great. It's not my cup of tea. No, it wasn't my cup of tea. It kind of borders on yeah. horror, you know. So. Yeah. So fun. anyway, I've tried. I, I I guess the you know I've tried to get. Uh, I have tried to make attempts that in the past to get uh, courtesy to, um, like wear the costumes and stuff, but oh. that, like completely uninterested and <laughs> and then you know mocks me for it uh-huh. so I, I just keep them separate she mocks the hobby in general or just the costume ideas or or both she, she no she just mocks it well she doesn't no she doesn't mock the, the hobby she doesn't really understand i don't think yet uh-huh. what the extent of it is uh-huh. i I've, I've tried to say like look you know it's gonna take like a room like it's like a lot of coffee <laughs> right, right and i'll say stuff like that yeah but, you know she she's and she's fine with it. She's like, that's yeah, it's fine that you have that thing. It's just not my thing, and that's cool. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. keep it kind of there, you know. But yeah. she's, she's bought me a couple statues, you know, for Christmas. And oh stuff. yeah, yeah. You mentioned that before, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So she's not like against it, but right. like I don't push it on her either, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the, yeah. I, like I said, even when I push it on Jesse, I'm just joking because she definitely wants to have nothing. Yeah. yeah wants yeah. To, nothing to do with it, really. So, uh, Mike, we were, I, I know you probably got, you got Cora on the hook, basically. Yeah, she's sitting here with me. Okay. Hello, Hello Cora. Hi, Cora. Hi. So, so this is a good uh, topic to finish up before we get into what Cora wants to talk about. We were just talking about your family and significant other, uh, how you deal with, uh, you know, them with your comic book relationship. And we pretty much know, uh, I think, with your kids, Mike, how you are. Um, we see, you know, we've had we've had Mark especially on the podcast. We see Cora and Mark regularly in the videos you make for the group. We what? Have yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not time, so. But what about Emily? Mike, how, how, uh, how do you deal with and I know I should say, how does Emily deal with you um, and comic books? Basically, that's what we were just talking about while you were away getting Cora. Yeah. Well, I, I talk to her not a lot. 
<laughs> about them. Yeah. Um, usually, it's something if if I find it really interesting and really cool looking, then I'll share it with her. Yeah. Because I want to want to show her. Yeah. Um, if there's a story, certain storyline, or something that she may find interesting, I let her know. Yeah. Um, and share that with her, but for the most part, you know, it's not a whole lot. I'll just kind of show her things here and there. Yeah. She did try to read Saga. Um, I mean, she's an avid reader. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, she's a librarian, kind of, yeah. Yeah, the comic book thing just doesn't, doesn't appeal to her. She uh, prefers to read traditional novels. Right, right. Uh, but she has read some trades, and uh, she, she started reading uh, Saga for a little bit. But Couldn't get into it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, th so that's what um, Emily and uh, Jesse have in common is reading. How about that with Kirsty, uh, John? Is she is she a pretty avid reader, or does she have a? No. Uh, she... <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so that that makes it even tougher for you. <laughs> me and me and Mike obviously try to grasp on to the like reading aspect of it and i say that all the time uh in the closing about how we relate that to comic books anyway but uh but yeah you don't even have that with kirstie to jump on huh nah, nah. <laughs> so she's not, she's not a reader she always says like ah, i kind of wish i would read but like it's just not her i've been saying that to myself thing. i've been saying that to myself for 30 years yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which i'm actually reading a book right now because i'm because I, I i mentioned in the last podcast too that trying to change my life dramatically especially with reading but not only comic books but also uh, i'm reading a book right now so and i'm actually halfway through it's first uh, i you know i shouldn't put i shouldn't count my chickens before they're hatched but uh i'm halfway through a book so even though i'm not done with a book i'm gonna say this i've read half of a book for the first time in 20 years so <laughs> there you go yeah, yeah yeah all right so anyway um or, uh, Mike, you wanted to have what do you want to have Cora talk about for a minute? Well, Cora is uh, interested in anime. Um, and, uh, well, as we used to say, manga. But the kids nowadays call it manga. Yeah. <laughs> Could I just say something about that real quick? Yes. And I, I want to do an episode where we sort of. And, you know, for a minute, talk about pronunciations of things. Okay. Because there's a bunch of things that, you know, different, like, is it Kazar or Kazar and, you know, Manga Manga, um, uh, Thanos, Thanos. Um, Kazar, but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, I, I just thought it was interesting on Wes's show, you know, the thing that critical he had the guy from the Philippines on, he was saying manga. Yeah. I know the Philippines isn't Japan, but I just thought it was interesting that he was saying Megan, he's at least Asian. Yeah. I'm not sure where it came about, but uh, I first heard it because, you know, Emily's a librarian at middle school, and that's one of her, you know, the number one things that that's, kids come in for. Like, whenever I'm in the library, just like eating my food, and people walk in, they don't go to like the fit synopsis section or anything else. They go straight to the anime section, and I'm like, wow, you do you, I guess, but okay. Because I, I, like, I don't get to get them, because they're all gone. Every single time I get them. But is it anime animation, like? Yeah, but I'm not, I don't want to get judged for saying the book wrong, so I say anime. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good call, probably. Yeah. <laughs> 
she's not in it to argue about, uh, you know. I say, I say. So she's oh, what? Well, now she's gonna argue about well, it's not anime unless it's animated. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Setting yourself up for a different argument. They're impossible to avoid. <laughs> yeah. I'll find a way in there to argue. <laughs> So, so that's uh, that's her interest right now. I, I, I did get her some um, Western comics for a while. Got her some um, Black Cat books and Batgirl and stuff like that. No, that was actually going to be my question, too. Okay, go ahead, Johnny. Sorry. <laughs> You're allowed to eat in the library? Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Just because yeah. her mom's the librarian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she gets special privileges. <laughs> yeah, privileges. But yeah, no, I was, actually, I was actually interested in what she seemed to not want to say because she doesn't want to, it's not just to guess. It sounded like she thought she was going to be insulting to some, to maybe us, but I'm, I'm really interested into what, she, what she was going to say about, you know, what is the difference in, you know, the, the, the anime books versus the comic books to you. And you started to say, because you, because you don't, you feel like the comic books are all kind of look the same, but the anime looks different. Or what were you gonna say? It's it's that because when, like I was saying, when you read a comic book, most of the time the art is the same, the um, shading and everything is the same. So like how they like do the characters are the same. But like let's say, what are two really different like kind of books? Dragonalpha and Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan has like really like good details and stuff. And Dragon Ball is just like there. And they're both really good, so like that yeah, they're really different. Well that's like comparing that's, that's like comparing Ascender to Sender, which I know you're familiar with, right? Because that's your boy, right? Descender? Uh Dustin Wynn, right? Okay, so look at Descender, but then look at Amazing Spider-Man. They look completely different. So that's kind of the same thing with comic books, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Great point counterpoint. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to let, technically argue. I'm just interested into, and and you're 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 articulating that as to why your interest with anime is you know why you're interested in anime and and why you're not interested in comics as much you know so i i'm not trying to tell you you're wrong and, and argue with you i'm just really trying to kind of dig deeper to see if there's more to it because because the other question is that i have is um isn't most of these anime books or aren't most of these anime books uh black and white too um yes but the thing is on the on the cover and sometimes the first page they always have color okay so technically it's not 
all black and white. Okay. But yeah, but, but back this... to the art style thing. Okay. It's not just the art style that oh. makes me like it. It's because the comic books, most of the time, that my that my dad reads, he only reads stuff about superheroes, which I'm fine with. I don't like. I don't care about that. So whenever I go watch anime, there's always a different story. It's right. never like this person has superpowers. They did this. Well, I'd say, I'd say, and I'd say me and your dad uh, are, are moving in that direction too. Anyway, moving away from superheroes or I, I would say, you know, we're com- we're staying grounded in superheroes, obviously, but we're, especially your dad, I'd say probably the most in, in the Acceler group is, uh, you know, branches out away from superheroes and has definitely influenced all of us to kind of look in that realm a little bit more too and i'm definitely we've talked about that more that i'm moving away from superheroes you know so it's so we can definitely relate to why you would like anime that way so that makes sense you know more variety and, you know, yeah I, there's more of a variety of things I, yeah well I, all right my next i've got another question did, did you have anything more you want to say about that specifically um no okay all right, so my next question is, what do you think, and this is for Johnny and Mike too, um, what do you think the the current fascination, I feel like it's grown like a lot more in the last five years than it did in the prior, like Mike, you were, you know, Dragon Ball Z's from when you were in the Marine Corps, you know, in the 90s, you know, so we're, we're 30 years deep where, you know, the Western world has had its, you know, dipped its toes into, uh, you know, this animation style and, and the manga and all that, you know, but I feel like in the last, you know, maybe five years, maybe 10 tops, that's probably a stretch. Uh, it's just gone crazy. Like it's blown up like way more in the last five or 10 years than it did in the previous 30. You know what I'm saying? It's like really popular now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have a pretty good reason, but it's also really dumb. You're okay. saying that it, that means you have two? One really dumb reason and one actual no. pretty good? Okay. No. So the no, one I reason have you have reason. is dumb. Yes. Okay. The one, because people are dumb. That's oh. <laughs> Who are so, the people? Who are the people? Random people. So I'm just going to say this about anime. The reason why it's blown up so much is because someone recommended this and then people were like oh wow this is really popular i'm gonna do this to get famous that's why most people are doing this but like if you're actually watching it because of the story and not because it's popular then that's like that's the good stuff most people though like i said are just doing it to get popular and get like clout and stuff on like instagram tiktok Popular, and not because they like the actual animation. 
Yeah. I can see that. I, I think my takeaway from it would be um, I think they get more story uh, in the books. And uh, why is that? I think the the, the the books are thicker, like the collections. Okay, so what that you get that same thing with combo collections then, though, right? Well, you get twenty-two or twenty-two pages. Hey, Mike. I'm gonna, hey, Mike. I'm gonna have to cut you off, and and it's not Johnny this time. It's Mike. Mike, I'm cutting you off. We gotta take a commercial break. Gotta pay the bills. We'll be right back. If you live in the Northern Virginia area and you need help keeping your lawn green and healthy, then give Exemplary Lawn Care a call at 703-843-7814. Our customer service is unmatched and we guarantee our work. All right, we're back. Man, that might be my new favorite commercial. What do you think, John? That's my favorite for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, Mike, you were saying yeah, your speculation is that there's more story in there, but you were saying it's because it's a thicker book. But then if you get a thick, if you get a book as thick as that with comic books, same thing, right? Or no? Well, no. I, I think if you go by... But I, also, I don't know how often these come out. You go by the, the latest My Hero Academia. Well, ask Cora. Does she know? What? How often do the new books come out? If we're talking about My Hero, probably once a month. Month at the most. You think once a month? I'm guessing only because the actual show, they also come out once a month. I think, or every like few weeks. But that's just my guess. It's also always different for each anime. Okay. So there is yeah. no there is no standard with uh, manga that there is with comic books where they there's a whole bunch of them that release a new one every month. It's just like however popular one is and however busy it is, they'll just randomly come out. You like, yeah, you know, they just randomly come out. Okay. Because also I don't pay attention to that stuff that much. Oh, okay. So it's just a hypothesis. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she's going backwards now. Getting, you know, there are so many volumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's over 300. So. But, um, so that's just what I'm thinking. The, that um, you get, uh, you know, a, a, an issue or a volume of My Hero Academia. And I don't know how many pages are in those. 60 pages or so. I could grab my book. And then, you know, you get an issue of Amazing Spider-Man, and it's 21, 22 pages. But if you get a compilation... <laughs> right, know. but the manga, don't, they don't come out in compilations like that. They come out, you know... Oh, okay, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Okay, so you're saying the, the equivalency, each individual story is always like 60 pages. Okay, good. It's cheaper, Kevin. It's way, way cheaper. Oh, it is? Yeah, they're way cheaper to buy a, a volume of manga than it is to buy a graphic novel. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I'm sorry. 192 pages. This one has 192 pages. And what's the price? 
Uh, $10. Yeah, $10. That's like one comic book. <laughs> yeah, a lot like of them, a, yeah. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a 40 page comic, maybe. Maybe. You know. That's right. true. It, it's okay, it's way cheaper. Yeah, yeah, like the, what's a trade paperback going for these days? Yeah, 20. Yeah. Yeah. So, so okay. that's it. And then they've, they've just got uh, the translation, I think, from the actual manga book. I just said manga. The actual manga book <laughs> to the animated show. It's, I think they follow it real well. They don't try to. You know, get smarter than the source material sometimes. Well, which usually comes first? The manga comes first. Okay. Yeah, because okay. how would they get the how would they get the story without knowing where it comes from? Well, <laughs> you could write a movie and then make a comic or a, or a manga based on the movie. Yeah, yeah, but but also you need you need to you need to get word for word from the book. And then put it into the anime. But the only time I forgot who said this, but the only time they go and I think it was that book. Um, the only time they go and use different words now from the book is whenever it's either too long and the voice actors can't put it into the character in that much time, or they just have like a better saying for it, I guess. Like I know one, but it's really weird that they had a good idea, but it wouldn't fit because the timing wasn't right. It's all about timing. For the English to, from the Japanese to English translation. Yes, yeah, yeah, so like put it, the words, like right. the voice actors have to put it into the character. So. Is all manga Japanese? Um, no. Because if you get it from, like, directly from Japan, yes, it will be Japanese. But the ones I have all in English. No, no, no. They're made Japan, yeah, yeah. They're all their origin is all Japan. Like, there's no Korean manga or like Chinese manga or anything. No. There, there probably is. I don't know. I think I think manga by definition is from Japan. Oh, okay, okay. Japanese comics, but like a bunch of stuff. Mike just said, yeah, they're 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 cheaper by a lot. Okay. You get a lot more for your dollar. Yeah. Okay. They they they're really easy to follow. You buy volume one, uh -huh. and then you buy volume two. And then you buy volume three, uh -huh. and then continue. Uh, okay. Like comic books are hard. Like try to try to figure out what order to go buy graphic novels in. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or, or trade trade paperbacks is really really difficult to figure out the order. Well, we've talked about that They're, with main titles too. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like if you're if you're buying them in trade, just it it's really difficult to know what, what order to buy things in. They're all different sizes. They don't go nicely on a bookshelf together. Um, and then also with manga, we're getting a curated version of these things. We're getting like the ones that are the best of what they put out. We don't get every, every Japanese manga is not put into, you know, translated into English and given to us. We get the best stuff. Oh, okay. That's a great point. I never thought of that. Yeah, those are, those are all good points. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, I didn't, I didn't really have any speculation. I was just asking because I was honestly curious yeah uh, yeah so that, that's that's but those are all great points as to why i could see that be more appealing especially to the younger generation really easy. Yeah. yeah yeah it's really easy and it's cheaper i mean like that that used to be comic that's one of the things that really drives me crazy about comics now is that they've made them 
overpriced. They're not like a impulse buy anymore. You know, they used to be, you go to the grocery store and it would just be like, ah, oh, it's just a dime, just 12 cents, whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was like the, it was like the same price as a candy bar. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great point. Yeah. So, Cora, uh, are you, would you consider yourself equally or more into manga versus the actual animated cartoons or vice versa? Or wh- where, where's your status on that? Of course. <laughs> and do something at the same time. So I would prefer the anime. Okay. But I like to read when I can't watch the anime. Okay, but your favorite's actually the anime. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Because you get to hear them. Yeah, like, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. We can we can all relate to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's another great point is that they make the anime so closely interlocked with the, the mangas that if you watch an anime and you like it and you want more. You don't have to wait for the next anime to start reading the books. And then you could catch up with the anime and it, it all tracks together. Yeah, that makes sense. You, 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 you get ahead of the anime by reading the book. Yeah, yeah. But also the thing is, um, if you read the books, like if you read the anime and then the books, you'll slowly figure out that, like let's say if I'm reading Haiku because it's one of my favorites, and I'm reading one part, and I'm like, oh, wow, this was in episode 12. And then I read the next book, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is also in episode 12. And then, like, yeah, it's confusing. I don't know what I'm saying anymore, but yeah. <laughs> hey, Mike, have you ever read, have you read these? Um, I've, I've looked at them. I haven't, I've read a couple pages okay. by New Academia. Um, well, I was just going to ask, uh, what's the, what's, and I'm sure it probably, they probably have a bunch of different range, just like anything else of of age groups that their target is. Is there an actual age group that like the majority of manga is actually targeting? Well, there, yeah, like on the back, it, this one's rated teen. Haikyuu is rated teen. Yeah, I said it wrong. I, I always say it wrong. It's Haikyuu. Haikyuu. Um, yeah, Demon Slayer is rated teen. So I think these are mostly teen, but there's definitely some that's not for teens like, yeah um, yeah and, uh, and that's my that's my problem all the time is you look at it all that's pretty but cool that one yeah i found one for i'm like oh let me see if coral would want to check this out so i just glanced through it and yeah some of the artwork wasn't fitting for a team so yeah. i put that one back but um that's where i struggle is finding the ones that are suitable for her age another thing uh, another thing is it's not just like the pictures it's also the language because if they use bad language then yeah, yeah. also like in uh, let me think what would have the most bad language thank you okay. it's, like it's not like bad bad yeah yeah like, we get that yeah we get yeah. that with comments um, as well of course yeah if, like if, i thought i was gonna say um if, if i was going and like you get this and i'm like oh wow this has a really nice cover i'm just repeating what dad said but in like an easier way like if i was like oh wow this is like a really good cover i really like this my glance through it i'm like oh wow this has some pretty bad language yeah. put it back don't touch it again i just said what dad said but it didn't work because i don't know what i'm yeah. saying anymore <laughs> Well, that's all really interesting stuff. I appreciate uh, hearing all that. We'll have to get updates from you from time to time, Cora. Okay. Well, 
coolest anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what the coolest anime is. Personal opinion. What? My personal opinion, the best anime, Attack on Titan. Well, I know. We're talking about, you know, like when new stuff comes out, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. new stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'll think of when I find new stuff. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. Yeah, Korra is corner. I think the best, uh, I think the best anime is Speed Racer. I think the best anime is uh, Battle of the Planets, so. Yeah. Well, you went old school, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was just yeah, actually, I have, I have some modern comics of that, actually, so. That's you, go, you call it Battle of the Planets, not G-Force. Like, that was so confusing, the way they put that out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I call it Battle of the Planets, because the modern comic is called Battle of the Planets. But yeah, I always think G-Force as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know why. I just always liked the bird I liked it when I was little, man. I love that show. Yeah, yeah. I used to love that. I liked Speed Racer, and then, like, later, I got into, like, Akira and, and uh, yeah. uh, Robotech and stuff. Yeah, yeah, Robotech was awesome, too. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that with Patrick, too. He about Yeah, about all that, all that kind of started. And uh, who was your favorite in G-Force? And don't hey. tell me his name. Just tell me the bird. I like the owl guy. Yeah, he was pretty funny. Yeah, I liked him. <laughs> yeah. He was like I, the... I went, uh, sorry, Mike. Go ahead. I went straight from uh, Speed Racer to Attack on Titan. Oh. So I, I, <laughs> I jumped over decades. Nice. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I liked the girl a lot, too. <laughs> well, I did, too. I but, I yeah, the, the owl guy was my favorite just because I think he was the funniest. Right. So, yeah, they yeah. they all did like like Voltron was like the same characters in a different thing. Like they always had like the same, you know, like the girl and the fat guy and the cool guy and the yeah. leader guy. Yeah, yeah. They, they were like the same formula. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and I always think you know, and this is probably, you know. Uh, uh, Western world ideology, I guess I don't know, but I always kind of had it in my head that they were making putting things out and writing things and and producing things that would appeal to the western world as opposed to yeah well as opposed to what they like and we and then we just like it as well you know i feel like they were putting it out for us you know so they they do it's funny because like i've heard that before that like we sort of have this idea that they're making it just for them and then we have that idea of what they're like but in fact, they're making it for us. So right. We have this distorted view of what they like, but they think it's what we like. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, I'm going to make this for America because that's where all the money is or whatever. Yeah. You know. Well, the cool, a cool thing about comics there, though, is that, like, you know, like everybody reads them and there's no stigma about animation and comics. Like, it's not like a kid thing over there. They don't have that thing where it's like a kid thing. Yeah. They've never had that. Oh, okay. it's, it's an all ages. It's an all ages thing. They don't have, you know, kids. It, I mean, as you know, they go into a lot more adult themes and things in, yeah. in animation than yeah. we ever would here, really. Yeah. Um, it's it's not seen as a, a kids genre, and it never has been really so much there. Well, just curious. I'm not questioning you. I'm not arguing or anything. I'm just curious where you how, where do you get that information that you have that knowledge from? The, the fact that. Which one that they that they see? I just that there's just no a, stigma I don't know. like I've that. I've got that there. knowledge from multiple sources. That there's no stigma over there. You get that? Yeah, 
Yeah, they like you. You know, I've heard Purge talk about it. That you know, people like read that stuff on trains and stuff. They have a, you know, they have like a more of a commuter, um, yeah, mass transit uh, yeah. type of society, right? And infrastructure than we do. We drive. You know, they they use mass transit yeah. to get to back and forth to work, and it's it's a really popular thing that you see people like adults reading these okay. things on trains. Okay, I wasn't aware of that. I, I would have just assumed it would have been just like, however we are here, that's how they are there, but, you know. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's really big, partly because of that, because they're on trains so much. Hmm. He actually lived there for a while. Oh, okay. So it's like secondhand, secondhand knowledge for me, from him, but... Gotcha, yeah, yeah. I was just but, curious. But I, I, I learned about that when I went to art school, too. They talked about it, that the Japanese didn't, you know, they had... Um, a different way of looking at animation. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, I think uh, you had one other thing you uh, actually mentioned last week during the podcast you want to talk about, and it didn't even make it to the front of this one. But uh, talking about the DCEU a little bit. Um, and honestly, I you know, uh, what what's just kind of lay out specifically what uh, you wanted to ask about that? Or talk well, about? I just you know whether or not you think the Snyderverse will or should continue. And if not, what to replace it with, if anything, or just keep doing like sort of individual movies that aren't tied together. Because it seems like they've sort of partially abandoned it, but then they are still making some things that are at least loosely connected to it, but then other things that aren't even connected to it. Yeah. Like there's there's a new Batman, but obviously they put out Joker already. There's a new Batman movie coming out that doesn't seem to be connected to it in any way. Right. Um, uh, you know, and then some of the you know actors have moved on and stuff. They're not they don't seem to be doing much with, but but then they are still like making another Aquaman movie and they're making Black Adam, which I think is in that universe as well. Yeah. And I think another Shazam. You know. Yeah. So. Well, that's all part of that Snyderverse. Do you think they should continue that? What, what do you think they should do? Mike, did you want to go first? or? Uh, yeah, I can go first. I, me, personally, I like uh, a pretty cohesive universe. Um, I, I like what Marvel did with theirs, how everything led to the next one, and it all worked together. Um, I wish DC would have done that. I know it's harder to do. You need actors to sign on for... Know, 10 plus years commitment there that's that's hard to get that many you know top tier actors and actresses to do that um i would prefer that so i would like to see it continue um well i think uh i actually like it kind of the way it's gone if if i did have and and basically just to kind of recap in my opinion the way i see it is like you said johnny that they kind of tried kind of the the MCU formula with bringing together heroes and then kind of sticking in the Snyderverse. And then they've got the separate ones as well that have nothing to do with each other. I, I like the mix like that. I think that's a good idea. Um, but what I was going to say is, I f- and, and this may be just totally me because I'm not a big pop culture, future reading, you know, to learn about what's coming, the big thing that's coming next. But whenever Iron Man and Captain America and all those were first released, I, I had I just looked at them as like separate movies. I you know I heard that they were coming together, but I just looked at them as like separate movies rather than knowing how it was going to work when they all came together. So I feel like 
maybe that's what the DC universe should do is just keep making separate things. And if something naturally fits together, then putting it together, that'd be exciting. Kind of, kind of like with comic books too. Like, so they put out, you know, just to randomly put an example of like dark horse, you know, they had predator comics and then they had alien comics and then they had terminator and all these. And then they just started putting out the predator versus aliens and, you know, Batman versus Alien. these weren't intentions when they first came out with them but they were exciting when, when they got announced that they were going to put them together. So maybe some strategy like that would be good for the DCEU. Just make things like seemingly standalone without the intention of them coming together. But then someday if they work and they're popular and everybody wants to see them, then put them together, you know, something unplanned like that. Maybe that'd be cool. You know? Yeah. What do you think? I don't know if they could do that just because you have to have the commitments from the actors to make so many films, you know. Uh, well, obviously, and, if you were going to put them together later, then you'd re-ask the actors, hey, you know, you're, you're you know, talking about uh, Vampire Boy, whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> I always forget that guy's name. But he's Batman. And then, obviously, Joaquin Phoenix is uh, Joker. And they're not intended to be together. But then someday, if they both, you know, everybody seemed to love Joker for the most part. Then they talk to him after the fact. You don't have to have it pre-planned, you know. And then the idea comes up later. Then you can check them with them. You know what I mean? It yeah, honestly. What if they? What if they have other plans? Well, then you don't do it, of course. But you know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, because like I think Marvel, they all they, like you. You saw them as separate movies, but they did have like teasers to the other things in each one. So it wasn't like it wasn't planned. It was all planned out. No, no, no. I know. That's what I'm saying. But that's what gave me the idea for maybe that's what the DCEU should be. Because before we had Avengers, I didn't know how it was all going to work. You know, I mean, honestly, I'd speculate none of us did as far as how they were going to bring it all together. Even though I knew that was the ending, the end game idea. <laughs> no pun intended there. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, but maybe that's the DCEU where, to where it doesn't, it isn't planned. But you know, remember how it was back in the day where they'd have, they'd put things together. What they put together, um, what was the big thing with Happy Days got together with something and, you know, they just put shows together that originally had nothing to do. Who was on Happy Days or was the Fonz on, oh, Laverne and Shirley, right? Yeah, the Fonz and. Laverne and Shirley was a, with, Laverne and Shirley were on Happy Days before they had a TV show. Yeah, Mork and Mindy was on Happy Days before they had a TV show. Okay, okay. So what what am I thinking about that uh, has combined unintentionally once they both became popular? I gave the comic books examples, but is, is there any TV examples? Um, how did, didn't, didn't the Facts of Life and Different Strokes cross over somehow? Well, the Facts... The, 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 the lady from Facts of Life... Yeah, Mrs. Garrett was on different strokes before she was on Facts of Life. So all these ones that we thought were combining was spinoffs, basically. Yeah, they were spinoffs. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I think they were ideas for shows that they that they used uh, an, an existing show as the pilot mm-hmm. to see if they would be popular. So, like, when they decided to add Bork and Mindy, that was a weird episode of Happy Days. There was an alien on Happy Days. Like, that wasn't... <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the usual, like formula for a happy days episode to have an alien on it but obviously they had an idea for a show and that, that was sort of the way to get it out there yeah but it's a, it, it's not like a spin-off like 
you know, the Ropers were for, for Three's Company, where they were popular on one thing and then they went and got their own show. Like, they, they sort of set them up as pilots on the show. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think but, something like that would be cool with DCEU. That's, that's just my idea. Yeah. I think that I think that that would be. I don't I don't have a problem with that. Like if they just sort of did individual movies, and then if they decide to do a crossover, do a crossover, but then with no no real grand plan. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I just I'm getting tired of like like I I'm sort of excited to see this new Batman movie. I think it looks cool. Yeah. But like, man, I just feel like DC is just stuck with Batman and Superman, and it's like all they want to do. Is Batman and Superman, and I, like I'm just I'm just so like over it, you know. And Batman's probably my favorite character of all time, but I'm like make something else. I want to see a Spectre movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, There's plenty of so content. I, yeah, that's I, for sure. Yeah. They have such a rich history with so many characters, and I'm just like, oh, let's make another Batman movie. Like, and, put out 50 Batman books a month. You know, like yeah. And I think and we're no, we're not going to get a Justice Society book, but we're going to put out fifty Batman books a month. Yeah, and I think That's that goes to me. with the movies that goes into comic books. Was what Cora was saying about the anime. Um, yeah, it'd be nice if they just translated it directly, pretty much exact from comic books and graphic novels to the screen too. But they always want to bastardize everything, you know. So it's uh so so what I was think, Mike, do you have an idea for? Or do you want to talk about this real quick? Yeah, we can talk about this. I mean, do you have any anything to add before I throw in my two cents? No, my de- detailed analysis. <laughs> All right. So, so uh, yeah, I think that um, I would like to see if I had my my uh, wishes, which I I know I won't, but this is this is my dream world. Uh-huh. With I was I've been watching the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited show again. Uh-huh. So good. And those shows were brilliant. Yeah. And it's funny too because have you ever looked at who the writers on those are, Mike? No, I haven't. That's a lot. A lot of it's Dwayne McDuffie. A lot of it was Dwayne McDuffie. Oh, really? Gail Simone wrote episodes. Um, Warren Ellis. Yeah, it's like it's writers, you know. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know them at the time, but I know them now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. You know, and and obviously like. Um, Bruce Tim did the designs and, and uh, what's his name the one who the, the one who wrote uh, uh, Batman animated series a lot of it one of the creators I can't remember his name right offhand he wrote a bunch of comics too Paul Dini you know, yeah Paul Dini Paul Dini wrote a bunch too but yeah Dwayne McDuffie had a lot to do with that show I thought that was interesting yeah um, but so go ahead so it's actually people within the comic books industry yeah, are, are, yeah. Are involved with the animated. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, they were put in. Jeff Johns, Jeff Johns had a little bit to do with it too. But I would like to see something like that where, um, bring back in the, you know, the, the uh, sort of the models for those shows, which I thought were beautiful. Yeah. The 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 Bruce Tim models, make them. Um, animate them in a style similar to the Incredibles, like with the computer. Oh yeah. You had mentioned that last time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That'd be a good idea. Yeah. And and then just start a whole universe like that with animation instead of, 
it's all connected, you know. Yeah. I, I'm not. I don't forget like translating it from the comics because I think that's. I, I do think that's difficult to do, in the way our our comics work. Really? Where they, you know, they, yeah, they because they reboot them all the time, so it's so confusing. Like it's it's hard to follow comics. Well, I know, um, but I'm I'm just talking about one individual story arc, though translation into a movie. Yeah, here's yeah. here's the thing. Here's well, they they've sort of done that, but to, to make it see the thing the thing with animated or the, with uh, mangas that's different than than American comics is there's one book per universe in in manga. Yeah, yeah. You know, like My Hero Academia doesn't cross over with One Punch Man. Right. It's just one book. You, you're just translating that one book. The, the way, you know, so this, it can work for something like, uh, uh, what's that new super kid? Invincible? Card- yeah, Invincible. Thank you. It can work for something like Invincible, and they can have a pretty much one-for-one translation. Yeah. But if you're doing it with stuff that's, you know, crossing over into, like, a whole bunch of different things, and then having... Uh, miniseries and different things attached to it as well. Yeah, I think that that's pretty difficult. It's it's too complicated. Like you're gonna have like, you know, fifty, sixty, a hundred different animes running at the same time. Yeah, for the American translations of every comic that's coming out from DC, for instance. Yeah, it's it's too much, you know. Yeah, but you can't. You don't get the whole story unless you do sort of read. Unless they had like a, a you know, a side. They, they could do it with like a, uh, like a, like a side universe for DC, if, if you wanted to do that, and they just start new books right now. This is uh, DC two, yeah, and, and start and start writing some new books and then translate those. But I would just like to see that style of animation and and have it all sort of work like that, where you're putting out movies, not not a TV show, but movies. Um. Um, the way I would, the way I would like to see it, if I had again my pick, would be just name like sort of a new character. It could even be whatever, just a young character joining like the Justice League, um, unlimited type of story, and introduce us to that sort of world where there's already pre-existing superheroes, so you don't have to have all these origin stories. Because I, I don't need to see Batman parents die again right yeah yeah but if you took like a young character that just got powers and then they're introduced to this world where they're superheroes and sort of bring them into the league or whatever yeah and then and then they could have side stories with or without that character in that universe that has superheroes already again like the incredibles like there was already superheroes we didn't have to learn the secret origin of frozone right right you know yeah, it was still good. Although I would right. love to see the secret origin of Frozo, because that guy was awesome. Right, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, but I need to cut you off, John. I need to cut you off. we got to go to another cursor break. Hold on. Okay. Are you fat, out of shape, and always wanted to play hockey? <laughs> yeah, well, that actually well, like, yeah, me yeah. pretty well, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> well, great. Your time has come. Join League Gaming today on NHL 22. It's an online hockey league where you control your own player with five five other teammates just like in real life. And you can finally chase your dreams to win the Stanley Cup.
All right, we're back. <laughs> Sorry, John. You're the one that got interrupted okay. again. Sorry. That, that's okay. It's because I talked so much. Yeah, be, yeah, it, so, yeah, yeah. So like, I would, I would like to see that. Like, just put like the put the money and the budget into animation because I think people do like it and and make it kid friendly. You know, like The Incredibles. Yeah. You don't have to make it ultra. It's DC. I think DC. A lot of that should be sort of kid friendly. Yeah. And I think if they did that and they had. Um, characters that you're not used to seeing in every single thing like Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman again. Right. Um, they can be even background characters or do a story about them every once in a while. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but but I think I think if you're looking at the big picture they would make so much money off of it if it became popular because you know, you could make somebody's favorite character uh, Wave Rider and then Wave Rider, you know, you're selling pajamas and, and uh, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, Wave Rider posters. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah, it seems... wouldn't want that, you know. Yeah, it oh, seems man. like these guys are always just, you know, trying, so worried about thinking outside the box, you know, because of obviously money, but then also, you know, just losing their gig, you know. So they always want to play <laughs> it safe with Batman and Superman, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they don't think outside the box. I think they do just play it safe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they play it very safe. And I think that they're... The, the problem is going to be that if they keep doing that, these other characters are going to sort of be forgotten. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're really going to hurt themselves long-term if that happens. Yeah. And that's kind of what Marvel's kind of trying to get away from now with bringing in you know Black Knight and the Eternals and all these characters that anybody that's never been into comics are uh, uh, unfamiliar with you know so even people that aren't into comics don't know anything about the Eternals well yeah I, I would say I didn't know anything about the Eternals either but uh, you know I, I knew they existed I knew they right, you know, but I think that's I think that's what hurt by okay so that's what I don't want to happen to DC is that like some a character uh, you know, like Dead Man just gets completely forgotten by everybody, and then they put out a movie and it flops because nobody cares about a Dead Man movie by that point. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you you're, know, this, it needs to kind of be there in the, you know, in in the forefront of you're aware it exists, but uh, before it basically becomes you weren't even aware it existed. Basically. I think you need the original fans of the source material to proselytize it to the world. I I think that you know. It helps to have a fan base that can go out and tell their friends, "This is going to be awesome," you know. Yeah. Right. Or have have some sort of social, like some sort of um, cultural awareness of the thing before you make a movie. I know that there's situations like uh, uh, something like Guardians of the Galaxy where nobody really knew who Rocket Raccoon was. Now everybody loves Ra Rocket Raccoon. I get that. Right. But it help it helps if it's something like Spider Man and. You know, everybody already knows about Spider-Man because they watched him on cartoons when they were kids. And now you get adults that sort of grew up with it. So what I'm saying is, like, I think DC should go back to the basics of trying to hook some kids into stuff like this and do it in a way that can be entertaining for adults as well. Yep. Yeah, because it can be done. I mean, like you mentioned The Incredibles. You know, those Pixar movies, I enjoy them as much as the kids do. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, the, the Incredibles waited too long to put out their sequel. 
I think they could have made an entire franchise around that if they had just jumped on it right away. But I, I think also, like, you know, if you had animation, you could get the voice actors that we all sort of know from the animated series. Is, um, you can get Kevin Conroy to play Batman. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, oh yeah. How freaking cool would that be on, like, a, a, a big budget animated movie? Yeah. You could even do it, I mean, if you wanted to do it in a different style, Kevin, you said you wanted to watch a movie of Injustice. Right. Yeah. You know, you could do it in that style too. You could do it just like sort of more of a realistic animation. I just think that the other thing, um, like sort of the incredible style, which I think goes really well with Bruce Tim art, uh, would appeal to younger people there. Would would appeal to younger people yeah. more? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, those so that's are definitely. Like yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's definitely good input on that. I I, I would definitely watch all of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although, as far as animation is concerned, it definitely seems like the uh, DC has a leg up on Marvel in that regard. They, you know, they have for a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, all right. But I think I, I say lean, lean into that. You know what I mean? Yeah, Stop yeah. Trying to copy Marvel, start doing your own thing. Right. The thing that you're better than I do, anyway. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that was about uh, all we had. Did you have anything else, Mike? I don't. No. Did Cora completely check out when she was done talking about manga? She did. Okay. Johnny, you got anything else? Well, I think next week we should talk about like what kind of future we see for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. <laughs> That's a good idea. Write those notes down. Oh, did you take yeah. notes this episode? I did. All right. I yes. Did. Hey, are we going to do... Uh... Anybody get any new books this week? Oh, yeah. We need to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I got a lot of new books. <laughs> How about I, got, I, did, I got nothing. I got I got two people cancel orders on me, so I got nothing. Oh, that okay. sucks. Is it yeah, the, the ones point? you were talking about you said you had some yes. eBay coming? Yes. What they do? What What was their reasoning? They just didn't. I, I was a little bit nervous about him because he had like a... You know, it was a new account that started this year, uh, and he, he had feedback, but it was only like 21. Uh, I think now it's a negative four, uh, <laughs> because it wasn't just me, and I didn't buy the most expensive stuff because I was like, eh, "Did you get your money back?" I trust this guy. Got my money back. He just refunded everybody's money, and then you know, people went and basically took his account down. His account's no longer. You know? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that sucks. But, but he just he he told them. You know, he said. Like in every case, he said that we wanted to cancel it. I don't even know if they were real. If he ever, I don't know what the purpose of that would be. Uh, yeah, me neither. I, like, what what did he gain out of it? I don't know. It was weird. That is but yeah, weird. I got my money back, so hmm. I, I didn't have to fight for it back either. He just refunded that. Just did it. Well, that's yeah. at least not as bad as it could have been. Obviously. Oh yeah. Yeah, you have to go through the whole rigmarole. I, I wasn't that afraid because eBay and PayPal, I paid with PayPal, and they're both pretty good about that. But yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's a process, and I didn't have to go through the process for that. Good. And yeah. then I had another one that I just ordered uh, a couple days ago that the guy's like, "Oh, it turns out that wasn't even in stock. Like, I shouldn't have had that listing up." I think he owns the store, and he didn't realize it sold at the store. Yeah, I've had that a couple times happen to me, too, where I bought something, and then they tell me, uh, actually, I don't have that anymore. And, yeah, it's, it's one of those yeah. stores that has 30,000 feedback or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I can't imagine having that kind of output. You know, yeah. <laughs> that many books going out at a time. That's yeah, awesome. I, yeah. So I, I don't. I wasn't mad about. I was. I mean, the first one was annoying because I actually did like I went at the last minute and skyped them and stuff. But you know, yeah. it, the second one it was only like it was like a ten dollar purchase anyway, so I didn't really care. Well, if we get to that size, Mike, we won't be like that, right? We'll have our act together, right? Definitely, yeah. Yeah. All right, what'd you get That's this week, thing. Mike? Um, I picked up uh, the Nam issue fifty-two, which was the first time the Punisher appeared in the series. Nice. And uh, it was my only pickup, and I got a pretty good price on it. But I also found out that there's a second printing for this book that I was never aware of. Um, with a purple cover and uh, a little more difficult to find in good shape, so I have my eye out for that one. So I think cool. I'm down to. I, I think I only need. I don't recall. I think there are 84 issues in the series. I think I may need 12 or 14. I can't remember now. I'm getting there. It's like now I just need to end the last, the last part. Yeah, I uh, was looking into mine, Nam whenever you posted that and uh i have 67 which also has the punisher in it yeah that was the second time yeah but i only have uh seven of the nam which of course i want it now so you have any of the last issues i can buy off you 84 <laughs> 83 82 no i've got <laughs> 10 18 25 28 30 39 and 67 all right <laughs> <laughs> And then I picked up a whole bunch. Did you? You didn't even make it to the store this week at all, Mike? No, no, I didn't. Well, I got a whole bunch of stuff. I got my DCBS order. I got uh, a bunch uh, from the store, and then um, I got uh, a couple more. Seventy years of Marvel covers, or I mean, uh, issues. Uh, the uh, Cyclops. X-Men cover and the Incredible Hulk issue with the Incredible Hulk on the cover. And then um, I think I talked about last week how I got that 108. So yeah. That was about that was that was it. I mean I I mean all the rest are just this week's titles from the store, which I think since we've been talking so long we don't have time for that. Although in the future we could probably get into exactly what's picked right. up of this week's title but i don't think we have time for that today maybe uh maybe i'll do that on the crawl through but anyway so just highlights are fun Kev, i just want to throw in this real quick as you said about that covers thing have you guys seen like you know those um those editions they put out like the artist editions where they have like the the actual size it's a book you know where they have like the actual size original like looks like copies of the original art Yes. Yeah. Have you seen those? Yeah. You yeah. See, there's, a, there's a guy on eBay selling them for fifty bucks a piece. Like he matched them. Each yeah, piece. I saw. I saw those. Those are. And he said that they're like yeah. legitimately licensed. Yeah, because he's just taking the book and ripping it apart and selling it for fifty bucks a page. Oh, is that? Oh my gosh. That's all it is. He's just taking the book and, and just Mark. taking the page out and then matting it and then selling it for fifty bucks. Like think about like how many pages those things are. He's making a nice profit. That's a pretty good business idea. Yeah. Yeah. I almost spent 50 bucks on one. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is, is one page of that book, man. <laughs> it's the 
for like just a little like double that i think the whole yeah. book that is a really myself that is a really interesting yeah. thing how's the trademarking work on that though i mean you can't i mean i guess it's just yeah. like selling a yeah. comic huh it's just yeah. yeah you can rip up the comic book and sell those page by page too if you wanted to yeah it's always there's no it's licensed yeah it's licensed it's he bought it and he can rip it up and sell it into pieces if he wants that's true. It's not I, like he's trying to he's create. Not making, he's not making copies of it. Right. He's, he's not, actually selling the book. You're right. <laughs> that's crazy. That is very interesting. That's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great business model. I wonder how much it costs them to mat those. I wonder if they're like high quality. Like nothing, man. That's like, that's like maybe a buck for a mat. Well, high quality matting, unless he's doing it himself, could be, it can be expensive. You know, I don't know what it's like. Yeah. I, I haven't actually seen them, you know, so. Yeah. You guys should yeah. share that with know. me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll share. Okay. All right. I, well that... I, I wanted to chime in one. Okay. <laughs> that, uh, I think it would have been cool if Marvel uh, printed that 108 on newsprint. Yes. I imagine they use modern paper. Yeah, that they did. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been cool. At least have a variant of that or something. But yeah, they're yeah, all. Yeah, that would be really right. cool. Yeah, they're all modern. I, books, I so. agree. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, if they used like the, you know, the, the, uh, the four color thing, like just. You exactly know, like it was then. And... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been really neat. Yeah. Missed opportunity, Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I got. All right. All right, so uh, don't forget that. Wait a minute! I didn't do my wrap up, man. I took notes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I need to have myself an itinerary thing. Sorry, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. So crowdfunding is for people more patient than I am. Uh, artist jobs are harder than writers' jobs. Uh, giant monster rabbits are awesome. And uh, anime or uh, anime is better than comics, and DC DC should stick to animation. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, am I clear at this point? Yeah, you're good to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that, John. That was a great wrap up. That was a great wrap up, though. Thanks. I took notes. I know you did so good. You did so <laughs> you good. Forgot. I did. <laughs> I need to I need to make a note about that. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that'll do it. Uh, and don't forget that appreciating great art is awesome. And reading a great story is fun. So why not pick up a comic book and do both? Accelerate. out. <laughs>